Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Let's go now, you fired the first shot. Let's go, man. Jason Leisure. I'm here in the studio at the score. This is a very, very special honor for you. There's reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times. H-I-T-S, they all stand for try hard. So for the coaches, it's now H is for, hey, don't do that. I is for, I wouldn't do that if I were you. T is for, that's a bad thing to do. And S is for, stop, you're fired. I don't know if I really look at it that way, Jay. Co-host of the Sports Adjacent Podcast. I was driving to my dad's house before recording this. I was like, man, I'm really in the mood for a beer. Just one. And then I remembered, like, all the beer at my dad's house is gross. Jason Leisure with Bernstein and Holmes on the score. Jason Leisure is here to talk bears and more. And he's here. Like, actually, here, here. So that's pretty cool. He's on Twitter, at Jason Leisure. How you been? Hello. Hello. I'm good. How about we continue the conversation since you both are more interested in that than us talking about football. What conversation? The one we were having in the yeah, break? about the cereal. About Snoop Dogg cereal? Yes. This is a great story. I thought everyone would have known about this because I heard about it. I didn't it. know about it. Usually what happens is if I've heard about something, everyone else has known about it for a month. So what happened? But here? apparently it's the opposite where I've known about this for a month. You know, Dan. Well, you guys are Dan's, both cereal aficionados, though. Yeah, and we're, you know, young and cool and follow, <laughs> you know, we know what's going on. In the streets. Yeah, we, we hear stuff. You and know the streets. Is. Yeah. Uh, so this is an amazing controversy to me, and I hope I can remember it all. Maybe if you have more of the, the, the hard and fast details, if you, I if have you need the, to chime in with them. I have the 34-page lawsuit right here. Good. All right. So comb through that and just highlight some stuff. that you know. Read the whole thing, though. Well, read, I'll give you this in- is the news story. This is the way that uh, NPR explained it, where they said <laughs> Snoop Dogg and Master P... <laughs> are suing Walmart and post-consumer brands, arguing that the companies intentionally left their cereal off shelves and hid it in stock rooms in an attempt to sabotage their brand. They created Broadus Foods, named after Snoop Dogg, Broadus, Calvin Broadus, with the goal of adding diversity to the food industry. And the suit argues that when they approached consumer brands to get support for Snoop cereal, the food manufacturer attempted to buy it outright. They declined the purchase offer, saying it would believe it would destroy the whole purpose of leaving the company to their families. So Post wanted them out. They're well, like, we don't want you coming at us with this well, you know, no, Fruit that, Loops with marshmallows. They, they suggested a partnership agreement 
They tried to buy him out. Right. That's what and I'm then saying. Sa- right. Then said, all right, partnership and promotion agreement. They'd manufacture, market, distribute, and sell the cereal. Yeah. And then they'd split the profits. So but- they tried to buy him out, and, the- and Snoop said no. Right. And then they said, oh, well. Um, let's be partners. Let's be family. Why don't you come in under the post-cereal umbrella? We'll help. And then they pretended to help, but they didn't treat it like one of their brands, and they instead defrauded them by choking them out so they couldn't be produced or sold by a competitor, my guess would be to say, well, you're, it's not selling. You're just going to have to be, you know, do away with it or give it to us. Then they could take it over and actually try to market it. Yeah. And Snoop's allegation in the lawsuit is that they did distribute this to Walmart, but that Walmart was in cahoots mm-hmm. with Post mm-hmm. and never put this stuff on the shelves. They hid it in the back. Employees found it later in the back, like stowed away with old mops and stuff like that. <laughs> and Walmart's like, whoa, we don't, I, you know, people are looking for it. People are looking for, I don't know what the names of some of these cereals are, um, but they're like looking for these Brodus Foods Company cereals on the shelves and they're not there. And Walmart's like, yeah, they're, they're really popular. They're sold out. When really all along, Walmart allegedly is sabotaging this whole thing. And behind the scenes saying nobody's buying this crap. Making right. sure nobody buys this, yep. which A, means that Snoop and Master P uh, are losing money on their distribution deal with Post. Their cut of this deal, like their commission is going down. And it's B, like taking down their whole idea and their whole brand to the point that it's not going to survive. That's what Snoop and Master P are alleging in this lawsuit about cereal against Post cereals and Walmart, which is just an amazing sentence. Kind of makes you say, uh, about Anonymous. cereal. <laughs> Thank there's you, three, Ray. There's three types. Of cereal? Uh, yes. Uh, the Snoop Cereal Fruity Hoops with Marshmallows. Okay, so that one is Fruit Loops with Marshmallows. Snoop <laughs> Snoop Cereal Cinnamon Toasties. Is that just Cinnamon Toast Crunch, basically? Basically. Okay. Snoop Cereal Frosted Drizzlers. Drizzlers. <laughs> what, what is that one? Yeah. Uh, that one is a sweet and crunchy frosted whole grain wheat cereal that meets WIC eligibility requirements is it frosted flakes basically i think it is okay all right so snoop was snoop and master p were basically making knockoff fruit loops cinnamon toast crunch but isn't that what any cereal that isn't already fruit loops or cinnamon toast crunch or apple jacks is trying i could actually go for some apple jacks i could always go for some apple jacks we were just having this conversation today studs and i because i am a cereal guy now for the past few i don't know the past year and a half or so I've I've gotten back up on the cereal, and one of the things that I've fallen into is like, oh, okay, I'll go for something quote unquote healthy, yeah. and I'll <laughs> go for Cheerios because you know they're heart healthy Cheerios. And yeah, now, but there's a ton of sugar. In, and now yeah. there's a new story today that came out today, a new study that apparently that there is some chemical being used on the oats uh, that General Mills uses that causes infertility. What? I immediately threw my Cheerios out this morning. Aww. You, I see Ray every morning with his little bowl of Cheerios. Little did he know. Little did I know, man. Yeah, maybe switch over to Crunch Berries then. Oh, that increases fertility like tenfold. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have enough. You want to be a man? <laughs> you walk by women. They eat get, some they, Crunch Berries, brother. <laughs> you guys ever had the, the knockoff brand of Crunch Berries? It's called Colossal Berry Crunch. It's. <laughs> 
awesome. Really? Is it? it is really? so good. Stunt wow. has been preaching the gospel of, what is it called again? Colossal, Colossal Berry Crunch. All morning. Is that, it, is that Dr. We used to, Lightning? We used to, you know how it comes? Because the knockoff brands all come in those huge just bags. Bags, right. So yeah. we used to buy yeah. the biggest bag that we could, and we just sit in our dorm room eating those and playing video games. It was, it's so good. Who makes that? What grocery store know. is that? Well, you can get it at, I think we used to get it at Walmart. Okay. It's just the off-brand. I think you can get it like at anywhere that sells the off-brands. I, I grew up on the off-brand cereal because we. I was, you know, at my mom's house, she didn't allow us to eat anything like that. My mom is a health nut, a fitness instructor. Ooh, that's going to suck. Yeah. In fact, you know what would happen is sometimes we would, every now and then, we'd get so lucky to get a good cereal in the house, and my mom would make us cut it with a healthy cereal. So, like so if, she would pour in, in like grape bowl? nuts in into your yeah, apple jacks. Yeah, like more commonly would be like, man, you know, we you should have come to my house in the day. My my friends love coming over and and looking at what was in the pantry at our house because we had whatever we wanted. That's kind of what it was like at my dad's house, which you know. So like if at my mom's we were lucky enough to somehow get cocoa krispies into the house, you had to cut that with regular rice krispies, half and half, to make it healthier. But at my dad's, at my, at my dad's, there was no rules like that. The only rule was you have to get the off-brand. You have to get the Piggly Wiggly store brand version of whatever it was. So instead of Lucky Charms, you're getting, you know, cir- Circus Stars or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, yeah. Terry the Tiger, their food. Speaking of the characters, do you, since we brought you guys brought up the conversation about the Brodus Foods and the Master P and Snoop Dogg is cereals. Is there news? Oh, well, no. There's, there's just mascots, right? The, yes, on these boxes that were allegedly hidden at Walmart. What are is, you doing, Walmart? Is it because one of them's a crip? Is that no, why? Well, I don't know, but um, here, I'll, I'll read gonna this. I'm going to pull this up, too, so I can see it. I, I will read this description. Is he wearing from, flags? Is that the issue? All right, the description goes <laughs> like this from the, the press release from Brodus Foods. The colorful Snoop cereal boxes feature a lineup of characters, including K-9 team leader Captain Ace, Max, Hercules, Roxy, and Mr. Polar Bear. And there are games on the boxes for inspiration. Yeah, it's shocking that Snoop cereal would be blue. I'm shocked by that. There is a blue theme, yeah. All of the boxes have, have are the words are in blue, and the bottom of the box is in blue. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I was slightly off in the name of my off-brand Captain Crunch berries. It's Berry Colossal Crunch, not Colossal Berry Crunch. Uh, is it Berry? As in doing the work of Very, perhaps? It's it's Berry, berry Colossal Crunch. Okay. So is Berry the mascot? No, there's no mascot. Oh. These off-brands don't have mascots. They can't, they can't, they can't afford, afford them. They can't Back afford to the Snoop Dogg. You can get a 15-pound, uh, a pack of six 15-pound <laughs> bags for $36 on Amazon. Hey! That's a steal. That sounds like a <laughs> steal a bag. That's a sack. That, like, that could feed a prison population. Sack of cereal. Back to the Snoop cereal, though. The Frosted Drizzlers, which are actually mini-wheats. I can see that now, yeah. That is a blue box, but the... Um, Fruity Hoops with Marshmallows is a purple box, and the Cinnamon Toasties is an orange box. Not, a, but Yeah, but Ray, what color are the letters on every Yeah, the box? letters are all blue. And what color is the logo? It's blue. And what color is the bottom banner oh, on blue. every box? Blue on the bottom of first, each box. And that first each mascot is bowl. also blue. Yeah, you're right. I like that everything has a Z in it. It's Fruity Hoops. It's for the streets. Well, that and sticks it to the man. Cinnamon Toasties. Streets with the Z. Yeah, yeah. That 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 means you can't be bound by the rules of society. Well, how dare Walmart allegedly hide this canine team of Snoop cereal I, in the I back? Agree. The frosted, I hope they win. The frost frosted Drizzlers mascot looks like a polar bear. Is that a dog that's a, or that's a polar, polar bear. bear? Okay, 
it's kind of amazing when you really think about, and I guess time does this to all of us, when you think about what the world thought of NWA. And now, Ice Cube does family movies. Snoop's in every commercial. Dr. Dre sells you headphones. And Snoop is literally in every commercial. Yeah. Figuratively. From the guy, Snoop Dogg, that came out with the song, Murder Was the Case That He, he was gave. on trial yes. for murder. Yes. NWA had a song called F the Police. Well, I mean, Ice-T had a song called Cop Killer, and then he spent the rest of As his adult cop. life portraying a cop. Still going. Still making or, that money. Or if I may quote Ice Cube from the song Burn Hollywood Burn, red and blue lights were the common sight. Pulled to the curb, getting played like a sucker. Don't fight the power. Shoot the her. And he's doing family movies. I, saw, I think it's awesome. I saw a great reel of Ice-T and Mariska Hargitay because they're like tight, tight. And so they're sitting there, and she Ice seems really cool. By she the way. seems like so cool. So they're sitting there, and you know, Ice used to be a an actual pimp, and he was saying how Mariska is is one of his his girls. He's got his daughter, and he's got his wife. And then he was like, "But she makes me the most money." And then Mariska was like, "That means I'm his number one girl." Oh no, she said that. She did. Do you know who her mom is? Uh. The famous actress whose head got famous, one of the great pinups of all time, Jane Mansfield. Jane Mansfield. It's her mother. Well, you said something happened to her head? Wasn't her head cut off? Wasn't James Mansfield's head cut off in an accident? Am I thinking some other Hollywood starlet? Uh, you know I, mean, I got to check this now. And her dad was like a Hungarian Mickey, bodybuilder? Mickey Hargitay. Another good idea for a Snoop cereal would be Golden Grams, but spelled different. Oh, I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Red light, three adults. Uh, reports that she was decapitated are untrue. Okay. The urban legend started with the appearance in police photographs of the crashed car with its top virtually sheared off and what resembled a blonde-haired head tangled in the smashed windshield. However... Her death certificate, which states her immediate cause of death to be crushed skull with avulsion of cranium and brain, rules this out. So, I mean, kind of. Still not great. Is, yeah. Not, still not the ideal outcome, but not technically wasn't, decapitated. Wasn't death certificate an Ice Cube EP? Was that an album title? I'm serious. Like, I think there was either an EP or an album title. Death certificate. Yeah, after he left NWA. I think so. That was with the Bomb Squad, yeah, right? Yeah. I, I think that's the case. I liked when we were doing cereal, colossal, very, very, you know, frosted drizzlers. Very colossal little. crunch. Well, you Sorry. know, you know, Suge's doing a podcast from jail. Ever tell I you didn't the story even know of, you could do that. How do you tell you the story of meeting Suge Knight? No, please do. <laughs> Jonathan Hood, who works at the other radio station, used to work here. And he is an expert at voices. And I forget what type of sound alike contest it was, but the station that he works at now had a contest of, can you, let's call it sound like Hawk, because we did that dumb bleep over here. Jonathan won the contest, and the contest was two trips, two passes to Vegas. He's like, you want to go? And I was like, hell yeah. So we went. We had a great time. We're in the airport. It's late when we were coming back. 
And I say to him, I go, I think that's Suge Knight. And he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm going to go say hi. I'm going to say what's up to Suge. So I went over. He was like, don't, don't do that. I'm like, he's not going to murder us here in the airport. That's not a thing that's going to happen. So I was like, what's up, Suge? He's like, what's up, bro? I was like, oh, love everything with death row. Appreciate you. He's like, I appreciate you, little bro. And that was it. Nice. So you're not Snoop Owens, death row. Look See, at that. Full I didn't, circle. I didn't walk with Suge to baggage claim like you did with Frank Thomas. We were our both of our, I was not following him. We were both in the same flight. Our bags were going to be at the same place. I met Snoop once. Really? And he threatened me. Oh, for yeah. what? Stuff that you had written? For, no, for my attitude, for my general disposition. Do you want, do you want yes. to hear this now? Okay. Yes, yeah. we would very much like to hear this story. So, Is I, this why you were in cahoots with Post to make it so that his cereal no. wouldn't be sold? Listen, I'm a journalist. I don't hold grudges. I cover people objectively. Okay. Snoop has clearly, if any part of his lawsuit is true, clearly has been wronged here. He is 100% been And agreed. I am on the side of justice. All right. <laughs> Uh, when I was 22 and the Bears were in the Super Bowl in Miami, I was an intern down there and got sent, got this great assignment of, we want you to just kind of float during Super Bowl week to whatever is interesting. You don't need to cover the Colts. You don't need to cover the Bears. I was working in Miami at the time. Uh, just, you know, find interesting stuff around town going on during Super Bowl week. So find... Floyd May- Mayweather, find, you know, Chad Johnson, uh, Ocho Cinco doing, like, some kind of thing down on South Beach, whatever. So Snoop. You can find all the bears that week at the Clevelander. <laughs> so Snoop was. Co- Hi, Alex. Snoop was coaching. I'm uh, not Alex. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. They were all there. Yeah. That might not have helped. Not great. Uh, but have fun. You can only do it once, baby. See, I never understand that. I never understand this idea that, like, oh, you know, we're the games in Miami or the games in Vegas or the games go wherever. crazy. Yeah, let's go. Like, don't you make enough money? You, you can, can just, just come, come back, back next yeah. weekend when there's less people. It'll be right. more enjoyable. I can't. Yeah, can't you just come do that whenever Alex you was want? Just having a, a land shark beer is fine. Okay. Uh, sorry. No, it's okay. So Snoop was coaching a youth football event at the Orange Bowl called the Snoop Bowl. And that kid was C.J. Stroud. I don't know if that's how the story ends. Is oh. that is that? I don't know if that, you know, 22 years ago, yeah, maybe. Or 20 years ago, maybe. Um, and so they wanted me to go to this and interview Snoop. And, and it was, I don't even remember what the questions were. They were just going to be general things. What do you, you think is going to win? Whatever. Um, and so I go and I sit. I can tell you really went into it with a lot of gusto. I probably did at the time. I just don't remember all the details of it, you know, now that I'm 40. Uh, anyway, I wait through this whole youth football game or whatever at the old Orange Bowl. And then I'm going to get to talk to Snoop afterward. And this has all been, I've been contacting the publicist and, you know, this is all arranged, which to me is, you know, good enough. Like, that's how I do business. If I schedule something with somebody, I can count on that happening. Same the other way around. Not exactly the way things work with Snoop. So this game is long over, and Snoop and the quote-unquote assistant coaches, I remember one of them was wearing a shirt that had a Wheaties box on it, but not Wheaties like you sell at the store. Wheaties. Yeah, that kind of Wheaties. 
That's what he should be selling. That's like the old smoke pack. weed every day. Do they make that in kids sizes? Uh, so Snoop and the assistant <laughs> the coaches. Next shirt that Dan's gonna buy. Snoop and the assistant hey, coaches are uh, back in the locker room after this, like you know, breaking down film. I'm sure. And the publicist comes out and she's like, he, he's just gonna be a little while longer. Don't you know? Just just hang on. Just hang on. And I'm like, okay. And I'm getting kind of annoyed. Like I've been waiting here for a while. She comes back like 20 minutes later and she's like. How about we, um, can we do this on the phone, you know, you know, in a few days or something like that? I'm like, no, I came down here. Like I sat through all this waiting for this and she's like, okay. And she goes back into the locker room and it's like another 20 minutes. So I've been waiting like an hour. Finally, she comes out and she gets me and she's like, okay, he's ready. You have five minutes. And I go in there and it smells exactly like you'd expect it to smell. It smells like Wheaties. Mm-hmm. And... I, one of the things my wife has always said to me is like, I don't, I, I'm very, it's very obvious looking at me, like what I'm thinking. Like I'm very expressive with my face. I'm not a good poker player. And so I was cl- definitely showing how annoyed I was by all of this when I sat down in there. And the first thing he says is, you better change your face. I'm going to have one of my guys change it for you. Well, okay. And I'm like, that's a good start to the interview. So did, who, who did do you think is going to win the big game there, Snoop, Mr. Snoop? Did the interview turn out all right? Did you guys, like, find detente or? We got through it. Okay. Yeah, we did, you know, five minutes of. Did you smoke weed? His general thoughts on things. I think I did. I, not intentionally. You got the content. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. I mean, you can't walk into a room with Snoop without. It was cloudy in there. I bet. See, that was worth, that, that story is worth telling. Did you, have you told that story on Sports Adjacent? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I have surprisingly interviewed a lot of famous people outside of sports. It was always like next to sports like that, like kind of sports like, adjacent. Like the podcast. Right. But um, that's the only one that's really probably memorable. Meanwhile, I was in Fort Lauderdale being lied to by Tony Dungy. <laughs> About Devin? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he I, didn't lie to you. Yes, he, he told did. you what he was going to do, and then he, they, God no, told him right, to do something got, different. Then the, then the, the <laughs> burning <laughs> bush of the seas parted. That's, that's and true. Everything. And then he, he was, he, some angel visited him to tell him what to do. Uh, told him to be brave. By the way, uh, shameless plug, on House of L today, I did a podcast with Rashid Davis about blocking for Devin, and I told him that story. He was like, oh, yeah. We had heard all week. We had heard all week that they weren't going to kick to Devin. Like, I know all about it. Like, I've heard all week that they weren't going to do it. And he said that if they, he said if they decided to kick to Devin, they knew they were going to score because the Colts special teams had been so bad. Then we got in like a 10-minute conversation how great a coach Dave Tobe is, which I'm always here for. But, yeah, straight up lied to me, to my face. You know what I always think about with Devin is that Devin is not probably the greatest uh, bear of that era as far as just his total career, although now he's got that certification of being in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Erlacher is. But I think back to, like, from childhood probably for me, and even, like, in adulthood, I think of guys that you had to see. You had to see when they – you had to watch Frank Thomas when he was up. You had to watch – Sammy Sosa when he was up. You had to watch Patrick Kane. You just you didn't know what you would, might miss if you weren't watching, and Devin was absolutely that guy. Just real quick before we break, 
the cool thing about the conversation with with Rashid was because Rashid was a pretty good returner in his own right. And then we started talking about it. And he was like, yeah, me and Johnny Knox and Daniel Mann. Like, they had, like, returner after returner after returner. Let's not forget, Jerry Azuma Terrific. was awesome. Terrific. As was R.W. McCorders. Yes. Glenn Milburn was the best in the league. It was really it's weird. It's one like, thing the Bears have actually had a great history with. The Bear, Gail Sayers. Like, the, the Bears have had, and they've had any number of Excellent kickoff and punt returners. I don't know why, I, but they have. Yep. It, it was just fun to go down that rabbit hole, and I was like, yeah, that's right. Daniel Manning used to just run through people. He used to run like his hair was What's on fire. Was Jerry a pro bowler? I mean, how yes. many? They, they had multiple. Glenn Milburn was a pro bowler. I think, I think Daniel Manning averaged one year like 29 yards of return or something stupid like so that. So the Bears have an all-time great history at something that is really not all that important. And they might well, not, have the, not the, anymore. They might have the best long snapper of all time. Well, we talked about that too. But it's like <laughs> linebackers, running backs, returners, and what? Dennis Gentry, another one. Yeah, Pinky. Very good. Um. Actual football, maybe? I don't know. With Jason Leisure next on The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. False start is when an offensive player illegally moves after lining up for, but prior to, the snap. Where are we going? Back five yards! Why? Because it's a penalty! That is Dora the Explorer explaining on Nickelodeon what was happening in the Super Bowl. She got a map, got involved. What does Dora think about all this? Boots? Was Who better. needs a map to help find the end zone? The Bears. Yeah, the Bears did, <laughs> Dora. <laughs> Thanks Maybe for the help. That. You know what reminded me of the Bears the other day? is I was in the hotel, and I was in the fitness center, and Varsity Blues was on. I love that. I was watching it the same time you were. I forgot how insane that movie that is. That movie's so great. But there's one part where Coach Bud Kilmer, who is totally the kind of coach the Bears would hire, is yelling at the quarterback, and he's like, "Listen, son, we can, we can, none of this passing stuff. We're a running football team. We run the ball. We control the clock. And I'm but, like, I but he would never I'm... let Wendell score because you know, racism. <laughs> there was a lot of that. Yes, but great that, movie. But that philosophy of offense great, sounded familiar movie. to me. That's right. And Mox wanted to run the oop de oop. Mm-hmm. He he wanted to run air raid, 
stuff. Mm-hmm. And they did not want him to do that because that's West. That's not West West Texas football. We run the ball. We can control the clock. Grind our opponents down. I don't want your life. I yelled that line out when it came out. I was the only one in the fitness center. And I could see it coming. And I'm like, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I don't want your life. I'm not good at it, but I like doing it. It's the whipped cream bikini. That That's a memorable scene for Miss Davis movie, at the strip club. That Yeah, there was so much stuff that I forgot. Like, they see her in class the next day. She's like their math teacher or something. She's like, now, boys, you know. We, keep, we keep have an agreement. Miss Davis, will you go to prom with <laughs> me? Billy Bob Esther to prom, yeah. yeah. I've never seen it. It's a great bad movie. People don't like, people, that's not considered a good movie. Right? I, that's what I'm saying. It's a great I, bad movie. I know. I'm with you on this. And unfortunately, so crazy two of the stars are dead. Paul Walker and... And Billy Bob. Oh, okay. Well, Yeah. They're, they're gone. All right, that's kind of a downer. And then they made the better version of the the story which they took from Friday Night Lights that's mm. like gets the actual Friday Night Lights and Buzz Bissinger and do that thing I think you'd like this I think you would like the movie Dan I think you would find Varsity Blues a young Allie Larder it's funny and it's not it's not meant to be funny at all it's not it's a very think, I, I do think that I mean the the kid like his little box's little brother with the Different religions that I I do think that they're that they're trying to be funny. These are my people. Billy I, Bob has a pig named Bacon. I don't yes. know if I can watch John Voight. Uh, he's great. In the I, movie. I think I think you'll be able to watch it's him because he's the villain. He's horrible. They all hate him. He he plays exactly who he is in the movie. But is he is he doing an ac- an inconsistent accent? Yes. He's doing an inconsistent West Texas accent. Okay, because his... But so like is James Vanderbeek. All I can so think is of is is one of the worst acting performances I think I've ever seen was John Voight in Anaconda. Of course. <laughs> that's another one I want to watch. Good, that I need is to watch a, that, That's too. a good bad movie. I that's, need to watch that's, that. Because that's got Ice Cube. It's got J-Lo. It's got Eric Stoltz. I'm, I'm and, telling and you. John Voight at one point sounds like Ricky Ricardo. At another point, he sounds like Al Pacino in Scarface, and he doesn't know which accent he's doing at one point. And say hello to my little friends. Like, what the yeah. hell's wrong with you? This you know? this movie is a great bad movie. Which one? Varsity Blues. Oh yeah, as yeah. good as Anaconda in that regard. Yes, and even the bad CGI of the snake. They well, got they're, snakes in it. They're not really yeah. doing a lot of CGI. There's a lot of like footbally football stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. how's the football though? The the football stuff is actually pretty good. I mean, you can see that these are not high school guys, even though it's supposed to be a high school. But, you know, they got some guys in that the guy who played Wendell was like an actual football player. There was so much but in, so, in there that like I Like Scott Kahn is in that movie. Yep, and it's yep. like, oh, he's the number one receiver? Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, if his dad could be Brian Piccolo. I, uh, apparently, apparently, football acting runs in their family. How do you think that happens? Because you see movies where someone's supposed to have a Boston accent or a British accent, and it is inconsistent. Like, how does nobody catch that? Or, about, or do the, or does the director just they, be like, whatever, fine? Kevin like, Costner I, I can't in get thirteen him to do it. days. Kevin Costner had to do that Boston accent. That it was sometimes it was there, sometimes it wasn't. Hell, a uh, Carrie Fisher in Star Wars. Yeah, but I'm saying, how does it get through? How does it get through to the final film that maybe we maybe they've watch? done enough takes that they just. They could overdub it, I guess. And then, strangely enough, when we see British and Welsh people do American accents, we're like, "Oh, that's 
That's pretty good. Because and they're great at it. Because they train on the stage for years. They all they 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 actually do the stage work. That's why they why are all these British actors so good? Because they work harder at it. You would think if you ever saw America First, Dan. If you ever saw Hugh Jackman in a movie, you would think that he was from like Missouri or Ohio or something like that. Yep. Yeah, they're, they are way better at doing our accent than we are at doing theirs. Well, I was very surprised at Succession. There's this, like some British actors in there, and I yes. didn't know until the series was yeah, over. Yeah. And I started watching interviews. I was like, oh, wait, yep. he's British. He's British. Yeah, Matthew McFadden, I think, is his name, the I mean, guy that plays Tom. Like Daniel Kaluuya, his actual accent is almost incomprehensible. It's so thick. And then he, he can do anything. Yep. And Benedict Cumberbatch can't say the word penguins. Or aluminum. Well, that's common. Aluminium. Aluminium. But he says he can't say penguins. He, he says say it. No, he can't. He He's said, allowed. He's he, one of them. He says penguins. That's the only way you can say it. He calls them. It's like people say jaguar instead yeah. of jaguar, which I hate. Yeah. What about too. jaguar? Jaguar is fine. But it's pretty good, that's how Dick, Ray. That's how Thank Dick Duran used to say it. Dick Duran would print it. He would say jaguar, <laughs> which I thought was kind of an awesome affectation. It's pretty good. My kids do good accents, or at least I think they're good accents. They do, like, British accents. Anna, who's here, my 10-year-old, she does this character, Lady Constance, who is kind of this, like, very stuck-up British lady. I think it might be from a book or something. My kids read a lot of books. I don't. But it's like Lady Constance will show up at family get-togethers or dinners, and she's just very... Fancy. Unimpressed by something or... You know, she doesn't. She can't believe that these people eat with their fingers and things like that. Ah, yeah. I have to go to my next family event as Lady Constance. I think that would be very entertaining for people and very off-putting. I, I, I was reading that with the popularity of Peppa Pig, there have been little kids who, little American kids in like rural Kentucky, who are referring to their mother as mum. <laughs> well, I mean, between Peppa Pig and Bluey, yeah, Bluey. They, they I mean, different accent, but the same words yeah. usually. Yeah. You you got kids being I think influenced in a good way. Bluey's a pretty good show. How do you actually. know about Bluey? Like how did you get into Bluey? Yeah, because it gets cool and everything. Like I like it, but I like it as a kid show. I don't sit there and just no, I'm not watch gonna, it on my own. No, I'm, I I have nieces and nephews. They got you onto it. Yeah. Okay. I got I, peeps. I think that uh, that is something that all parents know the Bluey experience now, and it's good. We don't. I, we missed it. I like that there's like, well, your kids are too old. Well, wait, right. wait, does, does Griffey, your dog, watch Bluey? Because that's supposed to be a thing, too. No, my dog does not watch TV, I don't that think. That the color palette of Bluey actually gets through really? dog's color blindness. Okay. I don't know if I've ever seen my dog watch TV. So there could be some kind of nefarious plot yes. that is using this color or lack thereof to show Dogs, the the secret plans for the takeover. Yep, you're alleging you're you're theorizing that the Bluey cartoon on Disney Plus is controlling all like America's dogs until when they decide to until it's time unleash them. Right. Yeah, that was good. You got it. Yep. It's definitely on a QAnon message board somewhere. (laughs) Yep. It's great because there's always like this kind of wink, wink to the parents. Like there's a whole episode about the parents being too hungover on New Year's Day. To do whatever the kids want them to do, but these, but it's unrealistic and it is very. It makes things much more difficult for parents because these parents always give in to whatever the kids want. Eventually, they're always like, "Oh, it's okay that I don't feel good. It's okay that I have work that I have to go to my job. You know that that can wait. Let's play. Uh, 
you know, merry-go-round or whatever. And so then kids start thinking, oh, well, this is, you know, my parents could play with us if they wanted to badly enough. If they, if they weren't such lushes. They could just skip their job. Yeah, they don't have to go. Or make themselves magically feel not hungover. Well, that's fun. This was a great visit, I think. I think they're going to draft Caleb Williams. I'm, that seems pretty clear to me that that's the plan. Okay. Is and that, if, bold prediction for me here, if, if Bodis Fruit, Brodus Foods, the Snoop cereal, is indeed successful with its uh, lawsuit against Walmart for hiding the boxes of cereal. Yeah. Now, Snoop Dogg has a relationship with Caleb Williams and his dad. Maybe that's where he ends up having a cereal. Not on a Wheaties box, but on a Snoop cereal box near you. That's what it was. Didn't Snoop coach Caleb or something? Something like that. You guys would have to get. You'd have to make room by clearing out this box of Bojacks that was. Uh, best, I mean, if he has four interceptions again, September of twenty twenty one. If if he has four interceptions again, Dan's got to eat another bowl. Yeah, that's not going anywhere. We'll see if he's still a bear. I gotta. I gotta keep doing my part. Thanks for coming down. Yeah, it was great. Feels like we got a lot done. I think this was very productive as far as uh, knocking out a couple of good Bears segments for the people. I agree. That was mm-hmm. outstanding Bears content. If you want more of it, the Parkinson Spiegel Show is hosting a QB1 Town Hall next Wednesday, February 21st from 2 to 6 p.m. at the Blue Cross Blue Shield Performance Stage. Listen to Parkinson Spiegel between 2 and 6 today for your chance to win your way into the QB1 Town Hall special. You can have your voice heard in the Bears QB1 debate as the NFL offseason begins. They'll also be joined by football experts to weigh in on the debate that everyone is talking about. That's the QB1 Town Hall with Parkinson Spiegel next Wednesday from 2 to 6 p.m. When we come back, we've got some mic'd-up audio from the Super Bowl that tells the story of overtime. It makes one team not really look that good, as you can imagine. Uh Uh-huh. That is next. You're listening to Bernstein and Holmes, Middays 10 to 2. Your midday destination for Chicago Sports Talk on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Where are we going? Back five yards! I think you'll hear more of that in the days to come. Maybe years to come as we talk football. It, it's so great. I think it's a really excellent way to like teach football. I honestly think that it should be on the regular. Well, who was the baseball broadcast. guy? Was it Speed? What does Dora think about all this? Slider. Slider, that's right. And then it was, was it Peter Puck? Paul? In hockey? Mr. Pucks? No, I I thought I thought they had a something called it was Peter Puck. I think it was the anim- his animated adventures appeared on NBC's Hockey Game of the Week and CBC's Hockey Night in Canada. He explained hockey rules, equipment, and the sports history to the home viewing audience. Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff that you could do with Dora on CBS broadcast before you do the Nickelodeon one. What I think would be great is for Dora to be super opinionated. Yes. Now let's talk about immigration. No, I mean just like football opinionated. I just think oh, it, I think it would be, she needs to be a meatball. Or just, yes. But like in in Dora voice, just have really strong thoughts. Like she's a huge Eagles fan or something. Because it's a penalty. Well, how many do they get? Why is why is roughing the passer not being called against Justin Fields? He gets hit every week. Every- why don't the referees use this map to find their flags to make a call? 
that should be 15 yards yeah, well, and an automatic first down. Hey, Boots, maybe the owner should use a map to find his wallet so he could have bought some actual offensive line depth, like something like that, right? I mean, that would be fine. All right, get uh, to the thing. All right, well, this is all I, I don't really need to say much. But you'll hear a bunch of voices in here about when overtime began. You'll hear the Chiefs talking about what their plan was. Andy Reid talking to Patrick Mahomes. You'll hear the voice of referee Bill Vinovich. You'll hear the Chiefs reacting to the decision that the Niners made. And then I think it's Kyle Juszczyk talking to Kyle Shanahan about, like, uh, you realize that nobody knows what's going on here, right? You go with the toss? Yeah. Which way you want to kick it? They call it. They call it, right? Yeah, they call the coin flip. It's their coin flip, right? Which way do you want to kick it? We want the ball, Fred. San Francisco, you are still the visitors. What is your call? Tails again. He called tails again. It is tails. What do we see? You want the ball? Which way do you want to kick? We're going to kick that way. San Francisco, we receive first and overtime. Good luck, gentlemen. They want it. They want the ball. They wanted it. Hey, they wanted it. They wanted it, baby. We want them to have the ball. They want it, they can have it. Hey, even if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. I didn't know that. If we won the toss, we were going to kick off, too. We got what we wanted. Ah. <laughs> Juszczyk is a Harvard guy, right? He's the only one that knew Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's the, them's the rules. Our buddy Kaylin Kaler is uh, she's going to be on Football Night in Chicago with me tonight. She actually has been talking to people and talking to the analytics crowd about the decision. So we're going to have a conversation about that. You guys can bring it back tomorrow. Oh, she, I'm not here. I can't wait to see that. There's I'm- been like a 20 text thread between her, myself, and Anthony, my producer, about it. So we're going to have a conversation about it. It awesome. might not be as crazy as you think. Yeah, you're out tomorrow, and Layla is in in your stead. Yes, I'll be gone until Tuesday. I'm just bring Adam Hodge in here, tell him to come back on Tuesdays. Parkins and Spiegel join us next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.